Welcome to the Messenger Podcast, where our mission is to develop uncompromising followers of Christ who transform our world. We want to use this podcast to share truths that will position you to experience God's best in your life and in your world. Today, I have the David Gutierrez in the studio with me. David, how are you? I'm doing great, Ad. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. And today, David and I, we're going to be talking about the wilderness the seasons. wilderness yes continuing and the conversation cont- on the wilderness exactly seasons. and so let me just say this if you missed the last episode i was on here with sarah stop listening to this one this one will be good but you should stop listening to this one agreed go back and listen to the first one and then fantastic. Come, and then come back and listen to this one yep because that first episode with sarah really does lay a great foundation for what you're going to hear on today's episode. Now, I share this in the last episode, but I think of wilderness seasons as those what the heck God moments of our lives. I mean, that is the like, probably one of the best explanations of those what seasons. What is going on? Where are you? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right? So there's seasons of confusion, disorientation, disappointment, loss, failure, but, and we discussed this last episode, there are also seasons of amazing promise, yeah. purpose, mm-hmm. growth, and intimacy. And we're going to get more into that today as well. And this idea of wildernesses is such a big topic. So my dad and the team here at Messenger, we put together a course on it to extensively cover the topic because we hear from so many people that they are going through a wilderness. And you can check out that course at messengercourses.com, messengercourses.com. Dot com. So David, you shared a message with our team a little while ago, and I want to share that with our listeners today. And you're going to be talking about the role a promise plays in the wilderness journey. That's right. And then what to do when it's time to actually walk into the promise. Step into, Step into the promised land. That's right. Come on. So let's listen to this message, then you and I will jump back on and discuss it. Cool? Sounds good. Let's do it. I'm really excited to share with you today. I've been going through um, strong wilderness process and actually come through a, a process of the wilderness and come into a promise, which has been amazing. Okay, so normally when God puts you in a wilderness process, it's because of a promise. So he'll give you a promise. Then immediately you go into some process that prepares you for that promise, right? And then you come into the possession of the promise. Now, for me, I tend to always focus on the process aspect, but today um, I want to just share quickly with you about possessing the promise. When it comes time to actually get into the promise, we actually have to do something about that. God doesn't bring you to a wilderness to keep you there. The reason for the wilderness is to prepare you for something else, right? And so he wants you to possess the promise. And so let me just quickly give you my example. So God promised my wife and I that we were going to have a house. We were already living in a home, and this is back in 2013, and yet he promised us that we would have a new house. So we, we started believing, we started going through the process, and it was an, a really fun four years of waiting, refinement, stewardship, character development, and I'm telling you what I'm summarizing in 30 seconds what happened in four years is very difficult to, to do, right? But there came a point when I actually had to step in to that. And um, it, was, it happened in August 2017. We have team prayer here at Messenger. And uh, after our team prayer in the morning, one of my friends and a team member here, his name is Tim, said, hey, I have a word for you. And he, he, he gave me a word. It was said, he, he said he had a picture. He said, I saw you. Um, standing on dry ground, it was cracked ground, and it had like 
uh, puddles of water around, and you were kind of dawdling is the word used, like just kind of looking around puzzled, not really sure what to do. And it said, he said, all of a sudden it like zoomed out, and I realized you were in a massive riverbed. And all I heard was, you better get out of there because the river is coming. And he said, I don't know what that means. I was like, I don't know what that means either, but um, I'll pray about it, and we'll see what happens. And, you know, after I started praying and thinking it through, um, I thought of the crossing of the Jordan for the children of Israel with Joshua. They came all the way to the Jordan when it was time for them to possess the promise and what happened. Um, in Joshua 3, 15 and 16, it actually says what happened. Joshua had pulled together the priests and said, I need you to go into the Jordan, put your foot in the Jordan. The Bible says, and it's in Joshua 3.15, you can look at it later. As soon as that, that their feet hit the water of the Jordan, that something happened where it blocked the water upstream and it, and it created a way for them to go. And what God was showing me was that there is a window of time prepared for you to possess your promise. But if you are hesitating before you get in, you could easily miss that window. He didn't block the Jordan for it to be blocked forever. He blocked the Jordan so that they could go into the promised land finally. And what I was doing is I was holding off and I was waiting and I was being unsure about it. And so after I thought it through, I realized what would have happened. Once that window started to close where I would have seen the water, so to speak, coming back at me, you know what I would have done? I wouldn't have stayed there and drowned and died. I would have ran away, but I wouldn't have run into the promise because that's unknown. I would have run back to the wilderness because that was what's more familiar. So when that window of time is there, you have got to do something. You've got to move. And so for us, for our house at that time, it was time for us to sell our current home and just move into the process. And so thank God, he like God spoke to me through Tim. We were able to do that. Um, and in September 2017, I actually, we did put up our house, and then we've actually now moved into our new home, which, um, again, the, the whole thing about the house is not ever about the house. Like, the promise is never about the promise itself. It's about what God does inside of you through that promise, right? But what I wanted to leave with you was just three thoughts about specifically possessing the promise and what that looks like, okay? Number one is how do you know when you're ready for the promise? Um, for me, this is how I could tell that I was ready to possess the promise. If we were to go back four years, right when God first told me to give, that he was gonna give me a house, I was just waiting for it to drop it on my lap. And if he would have just said, here, walk into this house, I would have easily walked into it without having the care or the stewardship or the understanding of the weight of what that promise represented. But when it came time to actually possess it, there was, a, there was like a soberness to it. It was like, Man, this is going to require more of me than I realized. Like, stepping into the promise requires more of me than I know how to give. And I, it, what it did is it, it forced me to realize I'm going to have to depend on God just like I have been depending upon him during the wilderness season to actually possess and walk into the promise. All right? So that's one way you can really tell that you're ready for possessing the promise. Number two, in order to possess the promise, you have to move. The promised land wasn't going to move from where it was to them. They had to actually go walk into it. Joshua 1.3 says this perfectly. It says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. God had already given it. It was already a promise. And it was a yes and amen in him. But there was no possession of it until they walked in it. And that's how it works with God. God says, I'm giving you the promise. And fill in the blank with whatever the promise is. For us, it was a house, but it could be marriage. It could be calling. It could be whatever, right? 
He says, I've given it to you, it's yours. But how do you possess it? You possess it when you, your foot treads upon that unknown territory, okay? And then the last thing, what I want to leave you with is this. What God promises you, he will sustain. You do not have to be worried or scared that you're going to lose it. He promised it, he's going to bring it. And he's going to sustain it. He's going to make sure that you have everything you need to walk in it. And that's a, there's a beautiful scripture about that in Deuteronomy 11, 10 through 12. And I just want to read it to you. For the land which you go to possess, it's not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden, which means you had control over it. It was small and you could do it in your own ability. But the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys which drinks water from the rain of heaven, a land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from beginning of the year to the very end of the year. Whatever God has promised you, he will take care of it. He will sustain it. When you come into it, you do not have to be afraid. You do not have to be afraid that you're going to lose it. So that's why God was so intentional to tell Joshua, be strong and courageous. I'm with you. Be strong and courageous. I'm with you. Go. Be strong and courageous. I'm with you. Why? Because that land they were coming into, they couldn't sustain in their own ability. But God was going to do it. He was going to do it through them. And so my encouragement to you is be strong and courageous. And when you see that promise and you know it's the time to move, move. Go forward, take possession of it, and trust and watch God do what only He can do. Good? Amen. Wow. Promise. Promise. Stepping into the promise. Gotta do it. It's scary. It is scary. But it's necessary, right? Absolutely. So, David, I'd love for you to expound on how a listener can know if they're trying to force something to happen or if it's time to move forward into the promise. Yeah, and I alluded to it in the, in the message a bit, but one thing that um, I found in this process, so God gave me this promise of a home, right? And your promise can be whatever it is that God promises you. It doesn't have to be a home for us. It just happened to be that's what God decided right. to use for the process to refine us, to grow us, and all that. Early in that process, though, my wife and I did find a home, and we thought for sure that was it. I remember that. That was yeah. the house. I actually did a whole message. I brought pictures <laughs> yeah. of it. They were being built like I, I was declaring it by faith. This is the one. And it turned out not to be yeah. the one. And actually kind of put me in a tailspin. Mm-hmm. I got really discouraged after that season because it, 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 was, it wasn't the house that we thought. And... One of the things that I realized after the fact, so this is in hindsight, was I was actually trying to force it. Yeah. And if I look back at those seasons, I was trying to do it all in my own strength. It was all making sense because it was something that I could do. Yeah. And I'm just so thankful that the door was shut and that we weren't able to actually get that home because had we gotten that home, we would have been in very big financial trouble because my wife was working full time at the time. But she actually, um, God told her to stop working full time and actually be a stay at home mom. And what would have happened is we would have been forced to be in disobedience because there's no way we would have been able to keep that home Hmm. at that time. And so looking back, I actually didn't have peace. I was striving. Hmm. And that's one of the ways you can know the difference. When you're trying to force something, you you can, it's good to have initiative and it's good to do your due diligence. Right. But if you don't have that peace of God, if you don't have that rest, hmm. then that's how you can tell, okay, maybe I'm trying to force this thing 
and make it happen just based on what I understand. That's good. And it was totally different because see, when it came time for us to get our home, I was actually, like I mentioned in the story or in the message, there was no other option but to move forward. Like right. it, God it had opened the, the door. Path. There was such a clarity. There was mm. such a peace. In fact, I was so settled in where we were. God was actually like, hey, I actually need you to move forward. That's where the whole story of the Jordan came over. You know, like I had to move forward and there was such a peace. And so the peace, I think, is the difference. Yeah. If you're striving for something and trying to force it and you don't have that peace, then you know it's you. Mm. But if, you, if you're not doing that and you see the path and you have that peace, Man, that's how you know, okay, I'm ready. It's yeah. time to actually move forward. That's good. I think a lot of people wait for easy mm. when they should be looking for a supernatural ease. Yes. Right? Well so yep. you felt the supernatural ease. You felt that peace that transcends understanding. Yeah. And you knew that was time to take a step forward. Whereas before, you were trying to make it happen. That's right. You yeah. were trying to bring about the promise in your own strength. Yep. That was an Ishmael for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. And I think it's so important for us to wait patiently, right? Yeah. But to be active in our patience. Absolutely. Right. Agreed. This whole idea of you're active, you're believing, you're contending, you're searching, you're looking, you're seeking, you're knocking. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're giving it all back to God. Your will be done. I am willing to be led by your peace. Absolutely. And that takes a lot of surrender. It takes a lot of humility. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one step at a time. And that's the thing. Like, it's hard to explain when you're going through this process. But there, we weren't idle. We were getting a lot of things in order. Mm-hmm. We had to get our finances in order. Yep. They weren't in order. We were in debt. We weren't good stewards of our home. Yeah. It wasn't until the last season before we, we sold our previous home that we actually started to take care of it the way we should have. We had gone to a place where we were so looking forward to this new home that we weren't even taking care of the current one that we had. So those were things that we needed to get worked out in our life. So God was refining us through that, bringing change, helping us become good stewards, helping us to appreciate, helping us to have thankfulness. We weren't thankful. We were entitled. Hmm. So we weren't ready to have a new home yet. Wow. Then God did this massive work in our life, and that is what prepared us to actually come into this new Season And again, I mentioned it briefly, and I know Sarah really hit it hard last time, which was great. It's it's never about the promise isn't about the promise. The promise is about the process of what God does inside of you. It's about your relationship with him. It's about you experiencing God in a way that you haven't seen him before that you won't experience unless you go through this process. And God just happens to use promises to get us there. And so that's the thing. Now we're in this new home. And yes, it's great. I love the home. I, it's beautiful. But man, I'm more excited about what I learned in the previous season. Yeah. The fact that God got us out of debt. The fact that we're learning to be better stewards of our time, our finances, everything in our life. And just watching what God's bringing us into now, we're excited for the future seasons to come. It isn't just about the four walls of the home. It's about what he did to build us yeah. up. Yeah. So good. And, and the process really is it's a time of discovery, yep. discovering who you are, discovering what you believe, what you don't believe, right? It's one thing to say that you believe something. It's another thing to become that, to yep. do that in that season of challenge. And it's also a time of discovering who God is. Absolutely. And that is that really is the brilliance. It's the promise of the process. It's the promise of the wilderness. So, all right. So you talked about this whole idea of promise in the wilderness. What are some key things that stand out to you 
about the process. And you can talk about your process specifically or the process in general. What are some things that stand out to you about the process? Yeah, I think I think one of the, the key things for me in the midst of this process is I had to really learn how to trust the Lord to bring it about. Hmm. And one of the biggest hindrances that I had in this process of waiting was I got so attached to the way I thought God was going to bring this home mm-hmm. about. So much so that I thought it was going to be a specific way in this neighborhood or that way. And I kept trying different ways and it didn't, it didn't happen. But what happened was I ended up making an idol of the way I thought things should happen. And what ended up happening is I got, I got offended. I got mm. offended with God. I got offended with a bunch of people in the midst of that process. Because when you're, when you're set on a way you think something should come and then it doesn't work out that way, you get disappointed. And that is the breeding ground for offense Yeah, because you get disappointed. And, and so I got disappointed with God. And finally, it took God speaking to me and saying, hey, you are, you are like married to the way you think it should come. And I'm not going to bring it about that way. I need you to release yeah. the way you think it should come and still hang on to the promise. And I had to pray through that and allow that to just to happen. And the way we did that practically is we prayed, God, align our hearts with yours. How do you want this to come about? I want to see this promise the way that you see it. I don't want to see it the way that I think I should. Yeah. And, and I just need to interject. That's such a good prayer for everyone listening to this. <laughs> That's such a good prayer to pray every single day. Absolutely. Honestly, yes, for align my heart with yours, God. Yep. Because when that. we started doing that, then he started opening up doors. Then he started opening up what he was actually going to do and yeah. how he's going to bring it about. Yeah. And so, um, and for me, that was one of the key things in this process. And so what it did, though, for me is it revealed an aspect of God that I had never understood before yeah. or seen before in yeah. this. I, I had had in my mind how... I felt like I was taking something away from me or I, I started blaming him. Like, why would you give me a promise if you're not going to bring it about? Like, why would you, you know, almost I, I had the incorrect view of him. And one of the biggest things that happens in the wilderness season is you do get that revelation knowledge of who he is Absolutely. in a way that you had never seen him before. So that's what happened for us. And then the other thing is because you're learning to trust him, you learn to depend upon him which is a key factor that you're going to need when you walk into promise. See, when we're about to walk into the new home, we realize, wait a minute, I'm going to have to depend on you, Lord, to to keep this. Mm. Because that was a big fear that I had. Like, whoa, what if we go into this and we can't keep it? And God was saying, no, you are. You are going to keep it. I'm going to sustain it. It's like that scripture in Deuteronomy that I read in the message. I'm going to sustain this. But you're going to have to depend on me just like you learn in the wilderness. And so it, yeah. it's never a wasted season. That's the thing about the wilderness. Every single moment, every single step, whatever it is that God tells you to do in the wilderness while you're waiting is not wasted because it's going to meet you on the other side. So you're good. going to have to depend upon what you learn, how to steward, how to depend upon him, how to trust him. When you learn that in the wilderness, you're going to have to need that in your promise when you get yeah. there. That's so good, David. Yep. Well, David, thank you. Thank you for sharing, sharing from your personal experience. And it's exciting for me. I've actually got to see this process. So to everyone listening, like I've seen this firsthand, it's real. And David is sharing from his own experience and what the faithfulness of God that he's seen in his life. And there's nothing more powerful than that testimony. So David, thank you for sharing with us today. Absolutely. And to all of you out there, thank you so much for tuning in. And we love to hear from you. So let us know how these messages and conversations are impacting you. And just again, a reminder to learn more about the Wilderness Course at Messenger Courses. 
Anchor.fm Finally, we would so appreciate it if you'd rate the show or write a review. And if you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends because friends share. That's what we do. So share it with your friends. That's it for today. Until next time. Thanks for listening to The Messenger Podcast. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review and be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. You can connect with us through Facebook, Instagram, and through our website at messengerinternational.org. Until next time.